heard of. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. Welcome back to Common Folk. The Common Folk Podcast. The podcast for the people, by the people. That's right. We are the people. <laughs> Is that our tagline? <laughs> we don't have one. I don't think we have one. We ben. should get one. We don't. No, Come we on. don't need one. Come. We don't? Mm-mm. All right. Well, the you're name. wearing the Common Folk hat. The name says it all. Huh? True. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's the tagline. The name says <gasps> Ooh, it all. See? Oh, see? I just was saying mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. he's so good at this. I know. Boom. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. What you got over there? Your your bush latte? Yep, a little blue yummy. You, yep. Oh, yeah, the blue yummy. <laughs> Not the blue rocket. Didn't I on accident <laughs> say that once? Blue um, rocket. Didn't I say that? Probably. I don't remember. Well, guys... Not guys. Andy, did you know it was this guy's uh, birthday over here? I heard. This past I weekend? Heard. I saw some, some fun posts. The on, big 4-1? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's not as fun as the big 4-0, but no. you'll take it. There was no party. Oh. I mean, he just got some presents and dinner. Sure hmm. did. Cool. Yeah. Lunch. I yeah. guess we went to lunch with your dad. Mm-hmm. You made some yummy food because he loved to cook. Mm-hmm. Most people don't want to cook I don't want to cook on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to go out. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Well, I was hungry. I know, but I gave you the option. I was like, what do you want to do? You know how many times we asked him what he wants to do? I don't know. I don't know. You guys put us in that corner. Like, Why? Mm-hmm. Bull. And then, and then when I say something, it's like, yeah, no. Mm. Uh-uh, I feel that's like him. I, I feel that's like I him. get that a lot. He does that to me. Oh, really? I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Eh, well, that probably's not going to work out. We're, totally. Yeah. He's like, oh, so what do you want to watch on TV? And I'll say it and he'll be like, okay, so um, do let's look at this one. Mm-hmm. And like, like keeps going. I'm like, right. I just said what I want to watch. I just said One Tree Hill. <laughs> He's quiet over here. He's quiet over here. I'm not watching that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, are you going to do anything fun Friday Maybe. for the St. Patty's Day? Definitely got to wear your green. Uh, yeah, the, the table's set. The table okay. is set to have a, a good time because, yeah, uh, St. Patrick's Day, um, Ashley has it all lined up where the kids are going to daycare. And so we're going to have the whole day to ourselves, which we haven't had in, like, I feel Boom. Don't be years. coming knocking on your door. Yeah. Well, White no. flags up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can you have your uh, your tie hanging on the door yeah, handle? Yeah, Is that the sign? Is that yep. what you guys do over there? The tie? <laughs> no. But, I mean, there's got to be You guys just something. leave the door open? Like, <laughs> 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 no. Uh, so, we're, I don't know. We're kicking around ideas, seeing if maybe we want to go downtown Omaha. We, okay. we used to do that uh, back in the day, and that was fun. But, you know, we're 41 as well. So. You guys got all day. I think so. What do you, what are, like, what, you run a betting show. Uh-huh. What's, what's the line on uh, what time you, you go to bed? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Like, you, you have those stages of uh, impairment, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And if we get an Uber, you know, that kind of opens the door for even more fun. Um, but I do the know. kids have to come back home is my question, yes. or someone have them overnight? So, I mean, that is going to be a little bit of a hiccup there, but. Yeah. Okay. So I think 5.30 is like the cutoff. Like, you better have them picked up by 5.30. Mm, yeah. So, like, and we'll probably take them in, I don't know, 8, 9 a.m. So, that's a pretty good window for us. So, to basically, you're going to come home. You're going to pick them up or whatever. They're going to bring them to your house. And then you're going to, like, give them iPads and turn the TV on and go pass out. And maybe. Yeah. That, I mean, that's got to happen. Put on that's, a what movie. I, that's what I would do if I started it's, drinking on St. Patty's Day in the in the morning or whatever. All right. Well, what are you guys doing? 9 a.m. Hey, come on. No. We'll get a, get a little l- well, short bus and tour the city or something. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. that sounds fun. Yeah. I mean, we got to work. Hmm. The boss says I got to work. Well, you guys have a vacation coming up or something? Yeah. Yeah. We're going on a yeah, fun sure vacation next do. week, so we do have a lot of things to tackle just before. You know how it is to try to get out of town. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. The thought of getting out of town is like almost stressful. It's almost worth not going. Yeah. Because you have so much. I feel you shit to do beforehand and then when you come back my big week was last two weeks where uh, we did all those state basketball oh, games yeah. for the state yeah. tournaments boys and girls um so yeah that, that was a pretty good hectic run for me mm-hmm. and, and always being gone so this this will be nice yeah I, I don't know we'll probably we'll probably just end up going out to eat somewhere that has corned beef cabbage you know pretty boring have some green beer and call it a day no it'll be good it'll mm-hmm. be fun yeah 
What Sounds do you uh, have on the agenda today, mister? Got a few things. Um, before we get started, let's get into our sponsor of this podcast, stockandrod.com. Yeah. What is stockandrod.com? What? I've never <laughs> heard of this. I'm glad you asked, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stock and Rod. Uh, stockandrod.com. This is a company that um, we created. It's like Farm Focus 2.0 mm-hmm. uh, here at the shop that we're, we're in. Um, cool new outdoor brand. So we've mm-hmm. got a bunch of apparel, shirts, hats, gear, new designs, great logo. Uh, our graphic designer, Sarah, put all that together. It looks sweet. It does. Um, there's a lot of really cool things that people will be excited to uh, to wear and sport and live the brand. So that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, the brand as well, similar to Far- Farm Focused, is tackling um, design and production and fulfillment for social media type brands, YouTube type brands that are mm-hmm. in the outdoor space. So hunting and fishing. Um, we're hoping to get some of your favorite ones on the page and uh, and support them. Yeah. We've already got a few. Andy's uh, the home of Chasing the Dream T V. Yeah. That's right. The That's right. Clothing line of Chasing the Dream and yeah. Uh, and it's it's kind of fun now that we are monetized on YouTube, we've like kind of clicked over and it just it just kind of grows itself. It's like a a natural law of the way things are. The more you have, the more you get. Mm. You know, it yeah. sounds kind of messed up, but you think about it, that's really the way it is. Um, yeah. So yeah. now we're seeing a little bit of growth. So we needed something like stock and rod. So timing was perfect. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and it's it's a fact, you know, what we do here, um, this facility, this studio, all this equipment um, was all provided to us by way of what stock and rod and farm focus do here at this place. Uh, so they truly are uh, sponsors of the Common Folk Podcast. Yeah. So go to the website, check it out, stockandrod.com. Check out some of the new gear. We got a lot of new stuff coming here in the next couple of weeks to the site. Um, try some stuff out. You won't be disappointed. And, you know, we have already touched on Ben's a wordsmith. Yeah. He's really clever that way. Totally. I want to break down that the brand name for everyone. Mm. It's a play on words. Gun stock and a fishing rod and the logo encapsulates all that in such a Cool, it is simple so cool. way. Yeah, Sarah did yeah. such a good job. Yeah, it's a yeah you got awesome it. logo. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and that saved you a little bit of time, Andy. No, uh, no editing for there. the commercial. There well, we go. Yeah. There you no. go. Don't need to insert a commercial. I'm okay. always thinking about you. Yes, thank you. My, <laughs> my editing woes. You're welcome. So uh, Andy will be releasing this podcast here within the next couple of days, and a very relevant topic right now. Um, and one of the reasons why we want to release it so quick is because it's kind of fresh in people's minds mm-hmm. um, is this whole thing about this big bank collapse with uh, SVP's Silicon Valley Bank. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you know, listening on just about anything, whether it be, you know, you, you watch the news, you listen to the news in your vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, you're on Twitter or wherever you get your yeah. your day-to-day stuff, you've probably heard about it. Even if you only live by Instagram, you can't dodge this. It's, it, it's all yeah. over Instagram. Unless it's you live under a rock, like me. Okay. So what? You don't know? No. I mean, no, I really just, have not. Just what we were talking about in like show prep? Yeah, exactly. So mm. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. They're so both think, looking at me like I'm idiots, guys, you know, but I'm is, just being real. Because yeah. that's just how this works, that I'm not well, going to no. act like I know when I don't know. It is boring in, in a sense where we're yeah, just talking about finances. Yeah, this super and, interesting to Yeah, me. and banking. And you've already heard it before. And the, one of the first things I thought when this crash started happening, oh, funny how it hits the major headlines Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. You oh, know? for the like, weekend. I, I just, I kind of like, when I first heard I'm like, oh, isn't that funny that yeah. the big headlines come out Friday afternoon? Like, if you run a sports franchise, I always go back to like that type of stuff. And your player got caught wielding a gun or doing this, beating his wife. You always make that press release Friday afternoon mm-hmm. at like four thirty, <laughs> and yeah. then just let it. Yeah, then it fizzles out. Yeah, let it. So we, but this isn't fizzling out. So we probably shouldn't release a podcast on Friday afternoon. Well, if we don't want anyone to hear it, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> I think. Yeah, exactly. So I think. Uh, yeah, so and I mean, you're gonna I, have to do I, some explaining. Yeah. Um, of it. And I listen to a lot more like kind of news outlet type things than you do, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of folks I'm sure listening that are probably in the same boat as you because it's this is still relatively fresh. Yeah. There's still a lot of information coming out. Um and I think a lot of like the big media outlets are really trying to figure out 
the best way for them to present it um, to keep themselves out of hot water, you know, mm-hmm. just like they oh, normally sure. do. Yep. But uh, but we'll get into it. We've got some specifics, um, some things that we looked up, um, kind of a culmination of all the different things that I've been hearing mm-hmm. and the stuff that I know to be true. And I just want to put a common folk spin on this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, number one, want to present folks with the facts and what all went down in this timeline. Yeah. And then I want to put our um, commentary on each one of these areas and, and what people, in my opinion, really need to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. So uh, to start, again, it's this Silicon Valley Bank is, is what they're called, um, regional bank. Uh, right which, off the bat, sounds fancy. Yeah, yeah. Well, they got some fancy clients. Pretty neat. Okay. Name. All yeah. right. Well, yep. just saying. They got some fancy clients. Um, they they try to call them. They try to present themselves as not being big, but the fact is is that this is the second largest bank failure in U.S. history. So they're pretty big. So there is a little fire to the smoke. You know. Mm, I mean. Right. Yep. yep. Something happened. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about this bank a little bit and kind of what led up to this and and. And I don't know if, if we've talked a whole lot about this uh, in the past or things I have and haven't said, but to make it clear, I hate money. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate it. <laughs> I don't think we've really talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> not, not Andy's that, laughing. <laughs> okay. Well, one of our, one of our sponsors that's uh, been a, just a terrific sponsor for our football and basketball games, you know, is Currency. And they're, they're a newer <laughs> lending company and yeah. they call themselves Currency and they specialize in uh, lending money to people that need a new tractor, that need a new backhoe, things of that nature. Um, and so whenever Brandon does that reader during a game or during a timeout, I'm like, you know, I love Currency. I could use some more right now. <laughs> you know? So you have to explain why you say that. I know, but why do you say you hate money? There's a lot of reasons why, but uh, I just don't like... I don't like that almost everything that we do or that we're forced to do uh, is based on the fact that it requires – whatever we're doing requires money. Something else that we want to do requires money, so we're going to do this so we can get it mm-hmm. or whatever. And I I have seen time and time again and will continue to see for the rest of my life <clears throat> money being the reason why – someone else steps on the back of someone else's neck to get something else. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's just like it brings out the worst in people, Mm -hmm. and and I just don't like it. I just flat out don't like it. And there's a lot of things going on with it. You know, I mean, you look at things like uh, a a truck today, a nice three-quarter ton diesel pickup that a lot of people listening to this need Mm -hmm. for whatever reason costs – Eighty, ninety thousand dollars. Yeah. When I was a kid, to nineteen ninety-seven, I remember my dad buying his first one, and it was thirty-five thousand dollars. And I remember at the time, I was thinking, "Holy crap, man! A thirty-five thousand dollar truck." That's more than you make in a year. Yeah, yeah. and now they're fifty thousand dollars more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like this is what keeps happening to me. Money is we're we're on this treadmill that we'll never get off of and the speed is always going to be increased mm-hmm. and we're never going to get anywhere. Like people feel it, it, it gives people such a false sense of things too. People feel like, Oh, I just got to, I got to raise mm-hmm. at work and look how much money I'm making and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But look at what your house costs. Yeah. Look at what your car costs. Yeah. Look at uh, what your groceries cost. Mm-hmm. Look at what your eggs cost a few weeks ago. I mean, all these kinds of things, everything goes up proportionally and it it ain't coming down. It it yeah. all just feels like such a a rat race. Yeah, uh, you you touched on a few things there. Um, and going back to the sports, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but one that's you know personal to me. Uh, shortly after Ashley and I um, got married, uh, Joanne Capus, your old coach, yes, she built a dynasty there uh-huh. at that high school, right? And she was on a run of. Three straight championships, mm-hmm. and her girls that she had from freshman year, this would have been their senior year, so they're going for a four-peat, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, they got it. They're number one ranked. They have been for three years now. She was, quote-unquote, forced into retirement um, due because because she clicked over to this spot where if you don't retire now, you're going to lose so much money on your pension, your state-funded pension. So. And they had this big old meeting. They went to the seminar that shows you that if you don't retire, you're going to be losing 
it was something wild, like $11,000, $5,000 a year or something. Hmm. So she was, quote unquote, forced into giving up her entire career. You built up to that point to uh-huh. have your best team to get the four-peat. You know, these girls that you had all the way through grade school, middle school, and now this will be their senior year. She retired yeah. the year before that. And, of course, they went on one state under a first-year head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that dynasty would have continued because it's not like she just stopped, you know, caring about the the grade school development program and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So then she had to move to a different school, a different district. Once again, just fleecing the system basically, mm-hmm. but it was all dictated over money. And I'm not yeah. saying she had to give up volleyball or this or that, but I, I just thought it was insane. I'm like, I don't care that you're losing, but it's also not my money. Yeah. Like, I'm not losing $10,000 a year or whatever it was. I'm just throwing that number out. I have no idea what it was. But it was so substantial that it was a non-decision. It was a non-decision. She had to do it. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think that happens probably with so many people in so many different situations to what you're saying and what you're saying. So I just think that the system and and the way it all works, it's all so flawed. And, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, let's just say... Um, our business that we run here makes $100,000 in a year, okay? And that's that's so essentially that's what our family makes. I would be fine if it only made 10 as long as the groceries came down proportionally, mm-hmm. the, the yeah. house came down proportionally, right. the cars came down proportionally. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for us to be dealing with these big ass crazy numbers yeah. and stuff just gets out of control. And that's, that's what we're going to get into when we're talking about this topic here is some of these big numbers that or even hard for me to even like picture in my mind. Oh, it's really difficult when you start talking billions and then they start throwing around numbers like trillions, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, your mind can't even comprehend that. Yeah. It's such a big number. Right, yeah. right. But hold on, maybe now it will. Oh, that will help for sure. There we go. Definitely. Yep. <laughs> that will help. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's get in. We got, um, we'll get past the point. Everyone knows I hate money. Okay. Okay, next. Silicon Valley Bank and the demise. Yeah. Lay it out there for us. So to start with, um, this particular bank had $175 billion on their books. So you'd consider that a a pretty big bank. I mean, Mm -hmm. at a minimum, that's what they had on there. Some Mm -hmm. some numbers are up to 250, but 175, 200, whatever. Um, It's a 40-year-old bank, so they've been around a long time. They've been putting in some work. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, like I said before, I think I'd said this before, second largest bank failure in U.S. history. So it's something to consider. And these guys keep calling themselves not big. Like, we're no, no, we're not Why that big. Why do they say that? They want get, to remain small? We're going to get into that. Okay. Um, so when this bank started um, 40 years ago, early on into their inception, they started getting heavily involved in venture capital. Mm-hmm. So they decided that they were going to go down that route of essentially giving very high risk loans Mm -hmm. to, uh, to entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. to help start their businesses, to fund whatever project it is that they have or whatever the case may be. So what you need to understand about this is that this bank has had this high risk culture from early on. Most banks don't do this kind of thing. Because normally it's just a person. Well, right. Yeah, like the like the well, sharks or whatever. There, there's, yeah. just, there's just a number there's where a bank it doesn't make sense. We're not going to take on that risk. There's no need to, or it's not smart to. Uh, I do want to say, um, it was a great regional bank. They they were small when mm-hmm. they opened in the 80s, and also they're in Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley Bank. Um, those were the companies around them. Those startups uh, that were in software, that were in computers, that were in IT. Uh, so I think it's pretty cool that a regional bank stepped up as a kind of a venture capitalist route and mm-hmm. was investing into those companies and hit on enough of them. That too shows how good they were for, let's say, up until 2016. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a key turning point I'm sure you're going to bring yeah. up. Um, but that's how a regional bank should work. Like all these banks here in Nebraska, for the, ma- the majority of them that we work with, they're investing in local farms, local ranching operations, big, small, whatever. But mm-hmm. that's those are the cards you, you're dealt and you have to play with. And that's the cards that Silicon Valley Bank was dealt. Like they're, they're doing these crazy things with Apple computers. I thought Apple was fruit. Like this mm-hmm. is how far back that goes. Mm-hmm. And if it weren't for them stepping up and taking some risk, we, Silicon Valley, it wouldn't be what it is. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. So like yep. in a way, I admire this bank up until a certain point. Yeah, yep. that's what I was just going to say because I – 
I mean, appreciate someone investing in an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But again, I don't know where the story's going. So I don't want to get ahead of myself. Go ahead. Yeah. So on that topic of uh, them deciding to invest in in venture capital, they um, that became became such a big piece of what they were doing. The individual who was running that venture capital arm was then moved into running the whole bank. Mm -hmm. So it just again, it's just painting this picture of showing you where their heads at, where they like to spend their money. Again, they're mm-hmm. high risk folks, yep. and uh, you know you play with fire long enough. Yes. So, is the one person that started this still running? Uh, the, I don't like, know about that. Was I'm, it sold? Like switched? I just didn't know if it's. I mean, it's been forty years, okay. so I imagine so you know he's long probably, gone. Not, yeah, probably moved okay. on. Moved on yeah, and there's a few names passed here. on. Yeah. Okay. And there's a lot. There's a lot of things that we're not going to touch on, but okay. there's, there's a lot of stories. Uh, true, true stories, facts about, mm. you know, the, some of the people that are running this bank, some of the yeah. things that they're involved in, what has given them kind of a leg up with regulators and so on and so forth. But I'm, I just kind of have the high points that I think uh, help the common folk understand what the heck's going on here and what do I need to know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, as we go on, they've got that focus. The next thing that I want to touch on that um, starts out painting this picture again is there's this regulation called Dodd-Frank. Mm-hmm. Dodd-Frank uh, says that once a bank gets up to $50 billion in assets, they become subject to additional regulations and requirements. So when your bank gets that large, now all of a sudden, essentially, you've got the government climbing up your ass. Yeah. The feds are in there looking at your books, making sure you're not cooking them all the time. Yeah. yeah. And more than likely, they are cooking them. Well, no, I'm not saying that, but it okay. also it's also set up as a safeguard against all their clients. Like, we're not going to allow this bank to put themselves in such a predicament that they won't be able to insure at least the $250,000 that we're insuring. Like, they're covering their own ass in a way here. Um, so it, it's kind of like a thing that has to be there. In order for the government to be FDIC, which you'll, you'll mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. about that. They have to be there to make sure that um, these regulations are put in place. Otherwise, like a venture capitalist type banker might keep taking on too many risks. And like you said, you keep playing with fire, eventually you're going to get burned. And and I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it gets to a certain size where it, it's like, you know, the big tree falls hard. It gets to a certain size where mm-hmm. it can more easily fall and wreck a lot of people. So the government decided, hey, when you get to this number, yep. we're going to start playing along with you and we're going to figure out what you all got going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that $50 billion, billion is an important number uh, because around 2016, um, SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, started approaching $45 billion mm-hmm. and and they knew that they were growing to this point and they knew what they wanted to do. So they put their people together. They put yep. lobbyists together, mm-hmm. not just them, other banks, other people in the industry, yep. and they yep. all go to Washington and they all start playing games with lawmakers and saying, "Hey, uh, you know, this fifty billion, it just kind of feels like it's a little too low. I feel like that number needs mm-hmm. to be a little higher." All with the motivation of keeping the regulators out of their building. Well, and loosening the reins. Like, look, man, this 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 legislation. You set that up way back in the '30s. Nothing like that ever repeats itself. Come on. Yeah, yeah, and, and who? Yeah, I don't know when it was set up, but either way, they knew mm-hmm. that they were poised to do some big yeah, things as far paid. as numbers go. Yeah, and they did not want these regulations. So, uh, here comes 2018, and Trump comes in, and he's presented with you know some of these different. Uh, proposals. Yep. Timing and was just impeccable too. Like we 100%. need this country run like a business again. We need to take down red tape. We need to allow people to make money again. Yep. So like this, a perfect table was set for like a, a lobbyist to just kind of slink in there and get this thing happening. Yep. So in 2018, when this was presented to Trump, he said, heck yeah, let's go. Like mm-hmm. let's either, either they raised the limit or I don't know what they did, but that 50, 50 billion number went away. So I'm sure it was mm-hmm. raised to something else. I don't know what it was raised to. Poof. It's gone. Now <laughs> they take the reins off. Now these boys at SVBs go, let's go. Yep. So between it, in 2016 being around 45 billion, by 2020 they were at or over 200 billion. So mm-hmm. that's a huge jump yep. in four years. So when you hear uh, news clips and senators and congressmen, you know, on their soapbox saying. 
my question is, where are the regulators? Where's the regulation? And you're like, well, you knew. Um, your right. people are the ones that signed off on this yeah. lobbying. Yes. Like, what are you, you, why are you feeding us this? Like, 100%. And, and if you don't know, and if all you do is just get a snapshot of what's happening, yeah, you're going to be like, yeah, where is the regulation? Well, you're the assholes that lifted the regulation mm-hmm. just because your wheels got greased a little bit. And when I say your wheels got greased a little bit, who knows? Right. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank might have slid over $5 million or $30 million to a certain decision maker. Like, I don't know. And to be fully transparent, if I'm one of those guys and they say, look, we're cool. Look at this. Since 1983, we've been cool. Here's $30 million. Just allow us to keep doing our thing. Yep. We're going to be good. We're going to like, be good, brother. Use this Use and this I, towards your uh, your next campaign. And you I, know. well, or just I put in my own personal bank yeah, account. Like, yeah. yeah, That's generational changing wealth right there. Mm-hmm. Just for, and, and in your heart of hearts, you're thinking, you know what? They have been good. Maybe they have earned this little bit of a leeway here. So, like, I can see the other side of it. And if I'm the person, it's basically a bribe. I hate how they also call it lobbying. It's a bribe. It is, Um, Totally, it's a bribe. I might take the bribe, though, is what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not greater than Jesus here. Mm -hmm. Like, if someone's offering me $30 million and I think, you know what? What they're saying now actually does make sense. Like, (laughs) You can start convincing yourself of anything. Hell yeah, for $30 million or whatever the bribe (laughs) was. You know, like, man. So, like... It it's just this crazy, and back to you hating money. The whole system is built like a house of cards, ready to fall. Yeah, it's like yeah. whack. Always. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's not a good system. Yeah, and and again, another good point that you made there because this is what a lot of people are hearing is some people coming out, you know, officials or whatever, and saying, "Well, where was regulation? How was this allowed to happen?" You know, mm-hmm. and as the common folk just listening on the radio, you you agree, you're like, "Yeah, what the hell?" Like people are just looking away. They're not. They're not paying attention to what's going on here but really mm-hmm. when you find out oh this was by design yeah oh, no. oh, oh yeah. okay and oh. i'm mad at joe biden but actually donald trump's the one that passed this legislation and i was cheering for it right mm. i mean so yeah. that i mean hey that's it's just a fact yeah so uh another um deal out there is the fdic so you you mentioned it earlier uh you know you go into any bank as you walk through the front door, you'll see on the glass, FDIC insured. Um, and a lot of people don't know what that is. Yeah, I was just going to uh, say, obviously, I know my money's insured, but yeah, it just what makes does you that feel, mean? Makes you feel good. Yeah. yeah. So what that means is that um, the feds insure the money in those accounts up to $250,000 per account. So as long as you have $250,000 or less in your account mm-hmm. uh, or in assets or whatever at the bank, if the bank collapses, you will recoup that money even if the bank can't pay you. Mm-hmm. The feds will get you that money. Yep. So that's that's a rule that's in place. And it's important to understand that because uh, as we get into the story, over 90% of the accounts at SVB are over 250K. Jeez. So mm-hmm. over 90% of the folks there involved in this, yeah. in this bank have a lot of money at risk if this bank collapses. But as we get into it, they sh- they should have had a lot of money at risk, but maybe mm-hmm. they actually didn't. Right. And that's one of the things we're going to get into as sucking well. it from both ends. Right, yeah. right. Um, and and so there's a lot – a lot of it too isn't just, you know, we talk about – you know, we just think about ourselves. Like, oh, I'm an, Im- an individual. I got a checking account there and a savings account there. Mm-hmm. I don't have $250,000 in my, in my accounts. I never have. Yeah. But a lot of what they have going on there too is uh, Business. businesses. Yeah. Yeah, it – and SVB, once they got this regulation lifted, basically, uh, they were able to further leverage themselves and go to companies like Roku's mm-hmm. one of them. Um, you know, they're the streaming service. Okay. It's a little box. Yeah, They've yeah. also got into making uh, smart TVs. Yeah. Like, what are you doing banking with these five other banks? Just put everything in one account here. We got interest rates down at 0%, 1%. This is this is easy. Like, you're, you just get rid of those zones. So they, they convinced a lot of... Uh, investors that were they were in on it too. Don't get me wrong here, uh, but to basically put all their eggs in one basket, which should be a red flag. Mm-hmm. So even though we know this is FDIC two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and we're asking you to put in two hundred fifty whatever twenty five billion dollars, uh-huh. like that's hard to wrap your mind around. Uh, uh, check an account with twenty five billion dollars in it. I mean, like 
Um, yeah. And all, all, the only thing that's insured is $250,000. Right. And companies and individuals were doing this with Silicon Valley Bank. That Some of those accounts were insane. Yeah, yeah. and it makes – that's it just is crazy to me because I always think, well, shouldn't you be investing it? But, I mean, I guess they need some of that. But also, is it just for show? Well, no, when you're – the thing is, is when you're a business – so you take Roku as an example. They had – Half a billion dollars in SVB sitting Jeez, in an account. Half a billion. Now, they businesses, especially when you get that size, they need to have liquid cash. They yeah. need to have cash to be able to go mm-hmm. to the bank and pull out and buy what they want to buy. Like maybe they need to go buy a new building or maybe they need to buy a new fleet of vehicles or whatever. They yeah. need the liquid cash too if they want to take out a bigger loan. They need to have right. that there to show. Right. Yeah. Yep, yep. So that's part of the deal. And that's part of the reason why some of these big um, businesses have that money. Uh, in there. But so normally people diversify. Uh, well, if you're talking about individuals, but not necessarily but businesses. businesses. I mean, businesses, it, it, that's a long I'm conversation, a, but, yeah, businesses, but businesses should have multiple banks. Yeah, that's what I'm in, saying. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like and and, going and businesses other invest in other businesses yeah, and, you yeah. know, own portions mm-hmm. of it and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. But mm-hmm. the bottom line is, yes, you do need to have a fair amount of liquid cash. So and diversification too. Yeah. Like right. You shouldn't just have like all half a billion dollars in an, one account or whatever in Silicon Valley Bank. It should be spread across a few. Yeah, and, that and does I seem think, crazy. And I think when you're dealing with that much money too, you need to be hyper aware of the health of the financial institutions that you're dealing with uh, and what are they mm-hmm. doing with that money? What are they investing in? What are they, how do they have themselves leveraged? You know, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people that get paid really good money to keep up with things like that. And these sure. some of these people should have known better. They just should have. And and to that point, I didn't take this note down, but it was one of the things that I had heard. There was some uh, rating agency that just a few days before this thing collapsed gave this bank a top like A-plus rating yeah. as far as their oh, health geez. goes. Well, okay. That's the same as Enron. Everything was positive about Enron until yeah. it freaking collapsed. Right. So it just gives you, uh, you know, a real life glimpse into mm-hmm. this is all smoke and mirrors, dude. Like oh, you so, have to figure this out your own. So yeah, somebody actually controls the narrative being put out there. Oh, <laughs> shocker! You know? Right now, and uh, when the dominoes started to fall, and maybe we'll start getting into that, mm-hmm. was Wednesday afternoon uh, when things started to get a little yeah, shaky. So, yeah, that so that would been March eighth. Yeah. Um, so what actually started everything as they as they take take it back is the interest rates start going up. So the Feds start increasing the interest rates. We're in this inflationary time. The Feds want uh, people to uh, quit, you know, taking as many loans, quit spending as much money. An oversimplification of it is in order to get a hold of inflation and tamp it back down, mm-hmm. you got to raise your interest rates. That's yeah. an oversimplification, yeah. Yeah. but that's basically how it works. Yeah. Okay. And the, the basic idea is lower demand increase supply, mm-hmm. then prices of things start coming down. Yep. That's the basic idea. So, but the thing is that when you take a bank that makes their money off of the fact that they need people to keep taking loans mm-hmm. and people have decided, oh no, now we're not going to buy as many things. Now the bank starts going, oh shoot, uh, yeah. now I'm making less money. Now what am I going to, am Oops. I going to do? Yeah. yeah. So that starts 20, 2022. Um, the loaning becomes tighter. Big businesses, all kinds of businesses start saying, we're going to wait this out a little bit instead of mm-hmm. what you were talking about with the cash earlier. Yeah. Okay, I got half a billion in my account, but it's very cheap for me to take a loan to go buy this other new building I want. So I'm just going to take a loan. I'm going to leave that cash alone. I might need that for something else. But now things change where they go, I got half a billion in my account. It's very expensive for me now to take a loan because interest rates have gone through the roof. So I'm going to start using cash. some of this cash gotcha. until yeah. the, these interest rates get better. So this is mm-hmm. exactly what happened. So these businesses start going to the bank, back to Andy's date here, and start saying, I need some cash. Yeah, give me that cash, man. And they start pulling yeah. it out. So multiple people start pulling it out. So then SVB realizes, mm-hmm. shit, we don't have that much liquid cash. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> But we have a lot of money tied up in bonds and other investments. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to turn those into liquid. So we're going to yeah. go ahead and we're going to sell those, or we're going to we're going to call them. We're going to get we're going to get that cash so that we can give the cash back to the people who are trying to withdraw it. So that's you know pretty simple. Mm-hmm. What happens is they decided to sell a bunch of their uh, long term treasury bonds. Right, very safe, very good bonds that are yeah. twenty. 
to 30-year notes. Right. So very secure. But once again, they didn't diversify. They just bought a big ass, like $21 billion worth of uh, <laughs> long-term bonds. Right. So they had, they decided, all right, we need a bunch of cash. So they decided to dump like $20, $21 billion worth of these things. Yep. And because of how they had to go about it. And In a because, 24-hour sale. Yes. And because of the current financial climate, they lose $2 billion mm-hmm. on that deal. So essentially, let's say it's 21. So they go to the treasury and they say, I'm calling 20, 21 billion of those bonds back. Mm-hmm. Or no, actually it would have been, they would have said, I'm, uh, well, I guess it would have been 21. Let's just say it's 21. And then they yeah. say, okay, yeah, you bought all these for 21, but right now they're only worth uh, 19. 19, yeah. So you get 19. Mm-hmm. And they go, okay, well, I got to have the cash. Yeah, I got it because my big boys are asking for it. Yeah. So they're fine with yeah. Roku wants it. 2.2 uh, mil. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So that happens and people hear about that and they go, hold on a second. And this is where kind of more of like, instead of the hardcore numbers, the emotion starts coming in. People mm-hmm. start going, if this bank is willing to take a $2 billion hit right now, that tells me that something is wrong. And something was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people that took notice were ones that it mattered to. Like, oh boy, yeah. you convinced me to put all my assets, all my holdings into your bank, and you are up against such a wall that you are willing to take a $2 billion loss over just getting your cash back, cash that I thought you had mm-hmm. available. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, dominoes start to fall pretty fast and in a big way. Yep. So the public hears about that. The people that have their accounts there hear about that, and they all start going – you know what? Before I get screwed, I'm going to go get my money. Mm-hmm. This is where it starts, what they call a run on the bank. And mm-hmm. this is when banks are doomed. So a bunch of people, a bunch of account holders come running and want to get their money. They want to get their money to the tune of $42 billion total dollars. Dang. And all they okay. had to work with was about $20 billion at that Something time. like that, yeah. Oh, geez. So the bank is like... We don't have it. We don't have it. Yeah. So the government steps in. Uh, and takes them over and starts starts taking control of this thing and starts trying to clean up the mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has all happened within the last few days here. And something that gets confusing here, we're talking about a $2 billion loss. That shouldn't be that big of a deal when we're talking about their holdings are over $250 mm-hmm. billion. Well, not really. And what do they actually – what can they show for? It was closer to $20 billion. Mm-hmm. So that's what you got to look at is out of the $20 billion that they actually have – here, they're willing to take that type of a loss, $2 billion, just so they can pay, pay back their clients who mm-hmm. are just asking for their, their money. Yeah. yeah. And I think what's, I think what's going to happen um, to add to that point is that they do still have multiple investments mm-hmm. that are not liquid cash. And that's where the government comes in and says, all right, we're running this thing now. Mm-hmm. You guys made a stupid decision. Yep. You just lost $2 billion. We're going to start making the decisions for you. We're going to start calling these bonds back. We're going to start calling these investments back, and we're going to figure out how to maximize all this so that we can distribute it to your account holders. I mean, are they going to take their houses and cars too because – Well, no, they're not going to – Well, I'm just saying these people that are working there loaning all this damn mm, money. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if they're – are those people going to get punished? I guess yeah. is what you're asking. And the the short answer is no, but but <laughs> of course I, not. maybe who knows? I guess we'll yeah. see. But that's nah. just not usually the, the yeah, way this no, stuff works. It's not. But if someone wants to dig in, but if it was common folk, it would. But and you you may mm-hmm. uh, you may hear uh, I may have heard about this or we'll hear about it. But it, they've already shown that a bunch of these people at the top of this bank were selling their personal stock in the bank leading up to this. These these people they obviously saw something coming. Yep. They were uh, – there was bonuses getting paid out early, all these kinds of things. So they were kind of cleaning you cleaning out the drawers. You don't get to be a CEO, a CFO by being a dummy. Yeah. And they knew as soon as those interest mm-hmm. rates started to go back up, they're like, okay, the gravy train's over. Get off. Get off right now. Yeah. And that was just another red flag that went out to a lot of these high-profile investors in that bank – Oh, they already cashed out? Oh, they had to take $2 billion out against their own money that are willing to take that kind of a loss just as a short-term fix? Mm -hmm. So that's why you start to see this run where people like Mark Cuban and all these these influencers are online, which added a whole dynamic to it. Um, That's why you start to see that run on it. So there's a couple things that I want to touch on there. um, First of all, a bank, whether people know it or not, a bank – 
uh, failing. Is n- this isn't anything new? No. I mean, we heard about this happening in 2008. It got cra- it got real right. crazy then. Mm-hmm. This started happening again. People were worried that this was going to snowball and turn into 2008 again. It hasn't yet. It doesn't look like it's going to. Uh, but if you look back over the last, I don't know, 30, 40 years, whatever it is, there's only been a couple of years that you can find documented that some bank somewhere did not fail in the United States. And it was probably multiple banks somewhere. So the mm-hmm. point is, is that this does happen. Yeah. The point also is, is that when those ones failed, they were held to the rules and people got burnt. Yeah. This yeah, one, I would say what people would probably lose. Money, yeah, lots so of money. We're, so back to what we were talking about with this FDIC. So that's the next step here. So what I say earlier, FDIC insures the accounts of $250,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Over 90% of their accounts have more than $250,000 in there. Right. So what happens? All these people who own these accounts, and a lot of them are big name folks, like Andy said, Mark Cuban, among many others. People that own wineries and distilleries and cool stuff. They don't want just 250. People who have a lot of influence Mm -hmm. start going to social media, start going to their representatives, start going to their buddies that hold positions Mm -hmm. of power that can influence, and they start going, whoa, number one, I need all my money. But number two- you better figure out how to do this because this is going to affect the whole country. Like, if people yeah. start seeing, they start telling stories. Like, the if people tactics. start seeing, yeah, yeah. start scare seeing tactics. this happen. I just was thinking that that yeah. word. They're yeah. all going to run around. We're going to have two thousand eight again. There, there's going to be runs mm-hmm. on everybody's banks. Like, you need to fix my situation so that the whole thing doesn't go crazy. Yeah, like that, I am so important in yeah. in my new app company. Oh, of course. Yeah. All these damn people that have all this money, anyways, acting all. But to regionalize it, and that's why I u- I used to like what SVB was. They're a regional bank that mm-hmm. helped out businesses in the area. So like in, let's say, Nebraska, a uh, thing that would happen every once in a while. Let's say we have a three-year drought. Okay, well, if uh, this bank is loaned out to a bunch of farmers and then you have three droughts in a row to where you're not raising a good crop, well, now you're not going to be able to pay back the bank. Uh-huh. Now the bank might have to fold. That's when the feds would come in. You'd be like, all right, we're going to divvy this up best we can. Th- that happens, like you said. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's not uncommon mm-hmm. for a bank to g- get out over their skis mm-hmm. and the feds to have to come in, shut it down, and then clean up the mess and try to get all the clients, the farmers, as much of that 250. Well, they'll get the 250 back, but if they can get back more, well, then great. Nothing's insured after $250,000, though. That's the key number. Yeah. So the government has taken over this bank. They also took over another bank in New York that I don't know what the ties were, but somehow something happened there at the same time. They're one of the lobby or lobbyists. They're part of it. I'm sure. I, yeah. They had I'm in one way or another. Um, and they've got a couple of decisions to make. They can either shut this thing down and divvy as many funds as they can and then tell people, hey, that's that. Insurance paid 250 plus whatever we were able to recoup. That's what you got. Yep. Or they can figure out a way to... to um, get ev- get every single one of these people their money back, and based on all of the the pressures that they were getting, and the whole social media influence and all that, they decide we're going to go ahead and take care of all of you. Yep, we're going to bail everybody out. We're going to bail everybody out. So, an important point here is everyone automatically thinks, well, the taxpayers are going to pay for it anyway. It's coming out of taxpayer dollars. Yeah, you know, it's going to be taxes, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the case in this particular situation. Well, where is it coming so, from? So what they decided to do was that they were they're going to use these FDIC funds and they're going to make everybody whole and they are going to recoup funds through this FDIC organization and, and possibly some other banking organization that all of these banks are involved in mm-hmm. that pay into this fund. Mm-hmm. So they're going to take the money out of that and then they're going to put special assessments onto these banks. So these banks are now going to be required to pay more into this fund than they had been previously to rebuild the fund back up. So it's almost like... So now it's like the bank's fault. Well, the banks are supposedly the, paying for The banks it, are punishment. They're they're getting punished. Right. So yeah, and, and let's just put two and two together, but to help people kind of clarify this a little bit, it's kind of like if, you know, in our small town, in our small school district... Even in some of the bigger school districts up in town, mm-hmm. they decide to do a bond and everyone gets – a sp- like their taxes don't necessarily go up, but they could get a special assessment where, okay, now you're going to have to pay an additional $10 a month for the next five years. Okay. And then after that five years, it goes away. It's gone. It's kind of like a loan almost. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it, 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 it's similar to that. So those yeah. banks are going to have to pay this additional money for X amount of time. Now, you have to ask yourself, where do you think that money is going to come from? Yeah, that's that's the next yes. step I was taking. Like, do you think yeah. the bank's just going to go, oh, yeah, we'll go ahead and pull that out of our profits and, and make those no, extra payments, gonna, no problem? Interest rate, like they're going yeah. yeah, to, just going to char- They're just going to car- charge more bank fees. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, what, whatever the cost of whatever is going to go up. I Absolutely. Mean, of course uh, the people are going to pay for it. These fees that we, when we What's, balance your checkbook that you see. Yeah. But uh, that, that movie, The Big Short, did mm-hmm. such a good job of mm-hmm. really trying to boil it down. And maybe they made it a little too slick and sexy and all that stuff. Uh, but Steve Carell had a great one-liner. I'm paraphrasing him here, but uh, it went something like, the wealthy screwed up and the poor are going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just what always happens and it always mm-hmm. does. And he knew it as soon as he saw some lobbyist walk out of Wall Street right in the middle of all that shit going down in 2008. He's like, oh, same old story. Yeah. Like no one's held accountable and everybody's fine. And in fact, I feel, and Ben, I was talking to you beforehand, I think it entices slime balls to go ahead and break the rules again. Well, that's what I was thinking Going forward, God forbid this happens again, are, are they just going to keep doing this? And like, well, why wouldn't you? Then right. what's the point yeah. of having the two fifty? You know, like honestly, well, if well, they're the just going to start the bailing is, everybody out, the point is, is that those are rules for that we have to play by. Absolutely, exactly. but yeah. when you're in Silicon Valley and you're some bigwig and you're Mark mm-hmm. Cuban, you get to play by other rules. Exactly, and we see this across the board yep. all the time, which is such bull. It mm-hmm. is. It is. Yep. It yeah. makes me like and I, so annoyed. And I, I, I was, I was annoyed when uh, Biden and his buddies got on, you know, uh, TV the other day and said, "In the taxpayers aren't going to have to pay a dime. It, the banks are cleaning up their own right. mess." Like, oh, right. no, they're yeah. not. Oh, yeah. God, you the, know, <laughs> the the only way they can guarantee that is if they're going to go ahead and start digging into the actions of all these banks and make mm-hmm. sure that they're. Their oh. processing fees don't go up, and mm-hmm. their you know the fees to hold a checking account don't go up, and right. you know whatever. But but that ain't gonna happen. Of course, it's not gonna happen. No, there are. You've already shown us on multiple levels now, and through multiple different ways, like break the rules egregiously, sell homes to people that can't afford homes, like they did in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. And not only are you gonna get that parachute windfall of cash, we're gonna bail you out so you get another one. Yeah. yeah. Well, so so what happens? All these people are getting their money. They're literally like getting their cash. Mm-hmm. They're getting, you know, Mark and they're Cubans, going then to yeah. another bank. Yeah, Mark Cuban, Roku. Like, what's the next bank? Fine. Where, they're where's fine. like, where are they going? Who knows? They're all going to some other bank. So yeah, so if I'm a bank that I started in the '80s or '70s, and I've just slowly been growing the way a bank is intended to grow, mm-hmm. and now that I know. Uh, wow, I could go from $40 billion to $180 billion in two years, uh, break all the rules. All I got to do is grease a few people out, out there in D.C. Um, and then when everything comes crashing down, I actually get paid off. All yeah. my people get paid off and we get saved and all of our clients get taken care of too. Yeah. Like why would you not mm-hmm. break – and you could actually – like I was talking about it. If someone offered me $30 million, would I do it? <laughs> well, here I can actually feel good about it. Like yeah, even Mark Cuban gets taken care of. How about that? <laughs> Poor little Mark was whining on Instagram. <laughs> the nation bought it and he got his yep. money. Yep. Yay. Freaking yay. But those – It's true. I, so why? Why Why would this not happen again? Why yep. wouldn't it happen next year? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I hate to say it's gonna, but oh, it is. There's it nothing will. stopping it. Yeah. No. So they doesn't. created a monster, basically. Uh, I mean, yeah, what? How do you? Yeah. How do you put an end to this common folk? You know, talk like how? How would right. you have done one. it? I got a good one. Yeah. Go okay. Ahead. I know how we can stop this. Okay. I'm taking a page out of Singapore's. Oh. The okay. nation of Singapore. Uh-oh. Okay. Let's hear it. Uh, their crime rate, as far as vandalism is basically 0%. Why? Um, they do public canings with a big freaking cane out at the public square in town. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so like if you get caught spray painting a building or stealing a pair of sneakers, you get caned X amount of times. And this was the last time I heard about this. I, so it might have changed since then. But anyway, it hurts. It, I'm <laughs> sure. It, it really hurts. This big old cane just whapping you on the ass. But also the public ridicule and, and you being embarrassed like that. I think they, I'm like, not opposed to that. Um, but, but let's think about this for a second. So let's say a uh, – I don't know how the hell Singapore works. Do they, do they have like um, 
I don't know. They either. have some kind of government officials or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's say they one of their to, yeah. one of their officials, one of their leaders, does goes and steals a candy bar. There you go. Does he get publicly caned? I hope so. I, I mean, that's the way. I, that's why. That's how I think you maintain a zero percent rate. You're Absolutely. right. You're right. My my point is that no, he probably doesn't. Mm. And not in in your scenario, those uh, individual folks on the street they get they get their beating. Mm-hmm. In this same scenario in the U.S. The individuals in the in the small banks mm-hmm. with less than two hundred fifty thousand dollars bank accounts, they're the ones that get burned. Yeah, not these big dogs. So that, but that's what I'm saying. The big dogs need to take their beating. They, they need to get their yeah. caning. They need to be ridiculed. And also, it really hurts. And like we'll do crazy things to avoid pain. Mm-hmm. And probably playing by the rules is one of them. We might play by the rules if if we could get caned. <laughs> <laughs> and it so, would be I mean, it would be really uh, I mean this is so barbaric and far fetched you know but <laughs> uh, but hey it, and it would be really simple and, and not necessarily simple but it would be effective for the government to come in and be like hey look man yep. we're gonna start digging through things you get 20. and we are gonna find where you made the decision to mm-hmm. sell off your stock where you made the decision to pay this uh, mm-hmm. uh, bonus early. Or, or like, we, this would be easy. We're going to timestamp this thing. We know when it was paid. And then, oh, also, I, I happened to find an email that was a couple months earlier Ooh. that you sent that said you mm. knew something was going wrong. So here we have our proof of what yeah. you did. Give us the money back. Oh, you don't have it? Give us your house. Seven canings if yeah. you don't. Well, there you go. Whatever. I would love like, it. I they, would. they could easily go yeah. in and do these oh, things. Yeah. I it's mean, all it would there. take it's all there. a fine-tooth comb and a lot of work, but easily oh. but also it just, could. It also paints that clear picture like you you were a naughty boy, now you get your spanking. I mean, you're just going yeah. right back to the bare bones. I know this is a crazy idea, but shit, it's still being done somewhere. And look, to that, to that <laughs> point too, like we all know how do you raise kids. Kids are raised to have, to have certain behaviors based on consequences and rewards. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not any different with adults. Mm-hmm. It's like you asked, Morgan, you know, what what is going to happen to these guys? Nothing. Nothing. So they are essentially being rewarded. They have no consequence. They will go yep. and do it again. It's the same thing that a kid would do. Yep. It's just, it's pretty it's, freaking basic. It is yeah. such it is. bullshit. I just don't so know that, where the end is. And that's why I know? thought of that basic yeah. solution. Yeah. And I do think it would make a difference. I really do. You know? Yeah. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> so yeah, I, mean, I just, just the public, I don't know. The public embarrassment would be worth something. Yeah. You know? Drop your drawers. You're going to take your caning now. <laughs> <laughs> I think Andy just wants a beating or something. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. That's why I pay, play by the rules. <laughs> I pay my taxes. <laughs> your eyes got really big like, no, no I'm going to talk I, about everybody else, but I'm good. Yeah, no I'm good. <laughs> I don't want a caning. It looks like I mean, it hurts. <laughs> I'm sure. I've never yeah. seen that. this on YouTube, but mm-hmm. is that what you're talking about? No, I, I just... Uh, I, it was in one of the case studies in college um, where they're looking at all these different governments and how why you know how they deter crime here versus there and how our crime rates in America oh, okay. are, are and part of the reason was well there's no punishment for kids they go to juvie and then and they didn't have a PlayStation two at home but at juvie you mm-hmm. know they do they do yeah and now they don't have to go to school they just get to stay in their you know their cell. And play PlayStation all day. So you're actually rewarding their bad behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, gotcha. at home, they didn't get three square meals. Here in prison, they do. And a PlayStation. So, well, okay, why does Singapore have like zero? You know? Yeah. Oh, it's because <laughs> if you get caught, you. Because they got canes. You got cane. <laughs> Big ass 10 foot cane. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh geez. Well, this is a so, this is a lot. Yeah, the point. So I'm the, sure there's lots of little things that you're leaving out too. Like you said, you can't get into. There's yeah. a ton, and the whole point here is just to kind of hit on the high points. I think people are hearing a lot of noise on whatever media outlet. Well, it my is. phone's sitting here, so it's picking it up. I'm going to see all of this now, just so you That's know. True. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Okay. But pe- I think a lot of people will, you know we'll probably just be wondering over the next week or two, mm-hmm. like, what is all this about? What are they, what are they talking about? Mm-hmm. What really happened here? And that's, I, that's just what I want to do. I want to give a quick breakdown, a timeline, the common folk perspective. Yep. It does, obviously everything is a little deeper than what you see on the surface, but this is pretty cut and dry. Yeah. They made yep. some bad decisions. The banking system, as Andy said earlier, is set up like a house of cards. It cannot handle a run. 
Mm-hmm. And when runs happen, these places yep. shut yeah. down. Yeah. And, and and furthermore, like, you're fine. Your checking account is fine as long as you are playing by the rules and you have 250000 or less in that account. Mm-hmm. After that, it really depends on what type of influence do you have. Can mm-hmm. you get your money back? Can you not? Um, probably not. I mean, just bluntly speaking truth, you are not Mark Cuban. Yeah. You are not the dude that owns a 200-year-old um, winery in Silicon Valley. So you need to d- diversify and play by the rules. Otherwise, you will get caned. <laughs> you will get yeah. spanked. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to know is, uh, so all those employees at the bank, then obviously they're out of a job. Yeah, I'm not sure what's happening you know, with, the, yeah. with the organization. It's just interesting. Yeah. So now <clears throat> I'm going to have to dig in yeah. a little bit. And uh, well, if I turned on the news, um, obviously I'd hear this, but I don't love the There's news, a lot so. of things happening okay. in, in banking and in finance right now because of those interest rates. And this is one of the first yeah. big national stories. I mean, we know people in the industry. We know people personally yeah. who have been affected by this. Who who have lost their jobs? Who and when I say by this, I'm talking about the interest rate in, mm-hmm. interest rate increases because of the fact that not as many homes are being bought, not as many loans are being put out. It's just yeah. it's just how this system works. Do you, Do you remember Tier One Bank? Ah, the name sounds familiar, yeah. but I don't know. They They were real big. They were a local, another regional bank here yeah. in this area. Mm-hmm. And when I went my first year of college, I needed to find a, a bank. You know. To, to do business with. And they had a location in Auburn. They had one in Nebraska City. They had a few in Omaha, you know, uh, Plattsmith. Uh, so I thought, all right, I'm going to start banking with them. And then it just carried over because I ended up living here. So then it turned into my main bank. Uh-huh. Well, Ben, mm-hmm. to your point, in 2006, 2007, they got off track. They weren't dealing with just farmers in the Midwest anymore. Mm-hmm. They started they their new guy. Uh, and I'm grossly simplifying this. Yeah. Got involved with some uh, housing projects in Florida. Okay. And then, well, that crashed. Oh, shoot. So what ended up happening, they sold off and it became Great Western Bank. Well, here recently, that turned into Interstate Bank. Mm-hmm. So this type of thing happens all the time. It's just that usually it does, it's not even a blip on your radar. Right. And for me to, like I had to ask a million questions, like why is it not Tier 1 anymore? And it was just, once again, uh, in the World Herald, article that was uh, that's our local newspaper published friday afternoon tier one tanks because of this but don't worry about it it's being bought out by great western that's based out of sioux falls mm-hmm. you know everyone's so. moving on yeah yep, there you go no yeah. big no yeah. big whoop don't no worry whoop. your account's just changing names everything's gonna be the yeah. same you have less than two hundred fifty thousand, right you're fine you're fine yeah well as always the common folk give you the straight story mm-hmm. and the common folk spin so yeah do with it what you will it's good information yeah. Or, yeah, just to have. I mean, it's it's kind of interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like? Obviously, I didn't know about this, but I'm surprised that you are interested in this since you don't like money. Well, <laughs> I don't like I don't like money, and it and it. So it, it infuriates it, you. It makes me very mad, and yeah. it confirms for me a more, lot of things. more reasons oh, why I don't yeah. like money. Okay, yeah. okay, right. gotcha. Well, and also this is why I think podcasts and things like what we're doing really do matter mm-hmm. because people are tired of getting that snapshot of a senator telling you this, that, whatever, Always. you know, grandstanding mm-hmm. and, and just being packaged into a minute and a half, 90 seconds. Or here we spent over half an hour actually breaking it down, yeah. putting a little history to it. Now, if you're at the bar, at the barbershop, you can hold up a conversation, actually have a little understanding. Yes. As to the moving parts of what's happening Thank and who, you. who ultimately is going to pay for it. Yeah. I mean, because sure. honestly, that is a huge deal why I don't want to listen to the news because mm-hmm. it's just their narrative. And I would like to dig in, but I don't always have the time mm-hmm. to hear both sides and then make my own opinion. So right. mm-hmm. um, this is just the facts. And yeah, and, and obviously my opinions are all bad when I'm saying let's cane people. So I mean, we, can... <laughs> we like to put a, our little spin on it, of course. I mean, right? We're gonna need but, like one yeah. of those uh, one of those legal disclaimers yeah, at the end. Totally. Like, oh, shoot. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Someone talking really fast. Andy does not speak for common folk. <laughs> <laughs> the common folk podcast does not support caning. <laughs> yeah, unless you're in Singapore, don't mess around. <laughs> that could be the tagline. There you mm. go. Back to the tagline. Full circle. Full circle. Common folk does not support caning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, boys. This was fun. All right. It was. Well, 
We are we done? Yeah, I think so. Turn right, it off. Do it. We're done. You Peace. guys done? Right. Later. See. You.